Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Seems you can't open your mouth these days without offending someone, somewhere. Being politically correct isn't always easy, but in the context of this radio program, we must ask, is being politically correct in the way of our religious freedoms? Good question. Let's ask Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, what's your take on this? Well, politically correct is not all wrong, but over-applied, it leads to some strange situations. Mm -hmm. I was just editing an article the other day for Liberty, an opinion piece, Uh and it told the story, which I didn't know at the time, but the uh, jihadist attack in San Bernardino, California, the people do remember well, but it was December of 2015, Mm -hmm. Uh, during this jihadist attack, it was reported that the next-door neighbor of the attackers actually told reporters she had observed very unusual behavior for at least two weeks prior to the assault. And you know what she said? She thought about and even wanted to report it, but in her own words, she did not out of fear of being labeled as a racial profiler. Now, this has turned a bad thing of the past totally on its head because it's become a bad thing of the future because we don't want to be labeled with the past sins. But there are situations that we have an obligation as a citizen, as a Christian, to uh, speak truth and speak truth to power even. Mm -hmm. But we can be intimidated by the fact that we might be socially out of line. And I know within even the Seventh-day Adventist Church a few years ago, we had a doctrinal uh, debate. And going into it, Adventist Christians, like many true Bible-believing Christians, were very careful to uh, follow the Word of God and live a life accordingly and so on. In the debate, the charge was made that if you did that, you were a legalist. Now, nobody wants to be a legalist. So it basically created a situation where people would do anything to avoid being called a legalist. And people will do anything now to avoid being labeled a racist or, or, or categorized as opposed to liberty, freedom, gay rights, you name it. So political correctness is inhibiting free speech and free thought in many ways. So in the context of religious freedom, where do we see some, uh, some red flags here? Political correctness, I think, enabled helped enable the the whole gay agenda, Mm -hmm. because we didn't want to be seen as biased, prejudiced, unchristian individuals. And so there was an intimidation that allowed a whole enabling scenario for for the gay movement. One thing that I objected to in Liberty Magazine, I got into a lot of trouble, maybe is the wrong word, but I, I got a lot of flack over running an issue on gay marriage, which I thought was a bad development. And we had an article there that pointed out that there was a false analogy being drawn between civil rights and the civil rights movement and the gay agenda and gay rights. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, it is purely false, and it doesn't mean that there might not have been or might not still be a reasonable uh, argument for them to be given their rights. But to piggyback it on the civil rights agenda was just wrong. But... Have you ever heard anyone much calling them on it? No. no. 
No. Uh, they got away with it. And I think it's uh, political correctness because there was an intimidation because nobody early on particularly wanted to be called unchristian or, or antagonistic or whatever, you know, or, or not a progressive uh, individual of the new uh, 21st century to, yes. to even raise such an inconvenient question. And once they got over the hump, people don't question it anymore. But, you know, I'm an Australian of, of Anglo-Saxon origin, but, you know, I'm quite sure if I had been born uh, dark skin and black in North America, I would be deeply wounded yes. to see something that my uh, forebears suffered under and then fought hard against through the civil rights movement to gain full uh, freedoms, which the Constitution didn't even guarantee for them when it was written. Mm. Worth remembering, the Constitution wasn't very good, had to be changed. Yes. And that great battle, uh, now another group that's a mix, of, let's, let's give the benefit, it's a mix of uh, people that might have been born that way, but others that have made a, a conscious choice for a lifestyle. To equate that with my situation where my forebears were enslaved and I, and still in dealing with the police and others, often I'm categorized purely because of the color of my skin, which I cannot change. I just think that was the rudest, most illogical application, enabling application for, for a new right. The people were so intimidated against uh, saying, hey, this isn't quite right. PC got in the way. Now, let me flip the coin around here. You know, we don't want to be politically incorrect uh, with the gay movement, and that brought about uh, an enhancement of the gay movement. Aren't gay people being the same way with us? Aren't they being politically incorrect with us by saying we're not being Christian if we, if we don't love them and accept them? Aren't we being the victims of political incorrectness as well? Yes, absolutely. It's a good point. Yeah. These are sort of traps to inhibit people from speaking and, and discussing in, a, in an open way. And it, sh it short-circuits social and political processes, I think. And at the end of the day, it dehumanizes our society, I think. If a gay person, let's say a gay black person, walks into your office and sits down and says, I, I want to talk to you, Lincoln Steed, what are some of the things that you would not do? Some of the things that you would not say to this gay black person in your office in order to remain politically correct? Give us some examples here. <laughs> well, I don't want to get too much into in a personal theoretical like that, but I would like to think in dealing with that person that I would exemplify Christian charity. I mean, I'm not opposed to that human being. Ah, okay, okay. Right there, Lincoln, you identified the answer. That human being, that human being, that person sitting across from you is black, that person sitting across from you is gay, but before all that, he's a human being, and you treat him like a human being. Am I on the right track? Absolutely, yeah, he's a person, and, and uh, you know, I, 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 I don't have the right to dismiss another human being and to speak churlishly and so on. Yes. But in our discussion, if they start pushing, particularly the gay agenda, and say that, you know, that, that short circuits my Christian rights and so on. You know, I would like to think kindly. I would tell them, no, I, I you know, I read in the Bible certain things and I'll hold that view, but, but I certainly uh, wish you the best in trying to get some peace on this, but, you know, I don't see that God's blessing what you're doing and I can't endorse it. But yes, you're right. In fact, I see some evidence, and the U.S. has done this over the years and it works good to a point. Once something like the gay agenda has gained some traction, then those people, in this case, gays and, and transgender and so on, 
they seem to be uh, super selected for certain situations. Yes, like in the yes, same article, there was yes. an account of a uh, big dispute on a college campus over supposed racism. And it probably was, but the the evidence they were giving was jumping the gun and, just, you know, it wasn't verified. But there was an aside in the article that this college was very open-minded because they'd just chosen a black gay man as the student association president. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I, I can't see in a secular college a reason why that person necessarily couldn't or shouldn't be. But I've noticed very often... Now, they particularly will choose such a person, and I, that, that offends me a little bit. Yes, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. There's got to be a merit or, or, or a logic to it, other than, because it, to me, it's, and I know in the black community, there was, there was an overreaction, and Justice Thomas seriously exemplified the overreaction so much that he's offended some of his own uh, constituency. But there was quotas and all the rest, affirmative action, that yes, yes. done too zealously is actually, I would think, almost as offensive as the original complaint. And also done too zealously would be offensive to white people and non-gay people. Well, that's another thing. You you run the risk of antagonizing people who, on the normal thresholds, weren't even inclined to think that way. Mm. But suddenly, yeah, why am I cut up? I don't greatly feel it, but there's plenty of books being written that at the moment, a white middle-aged male, he's sort of the ultimate excluded group at the moment. I don't think it's quite true, but it is heading that way. Mm. You know, when I think about political correctness, I think of Christ. Can you think of anything that Christ did in his relationship to sinners where political correctness was not an issue, that he somehow used something else in his relationship with these people? The key with Christ is he was says he went around as someone wanting people's good. He, yes, he was not, yes. and, he said, and he said, even the woman taking his sin, I don't condemn you. Yeah. Go and sin no more. Yeah. So he didn't leave things as they were. Now, an element of political correctness that I remember from when I was young was, it's fine, you know, you do your own thing, that's cool. But that's really, in a way, very uh, careless of other people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, as long as you do it quietly, it doesn't bother me. But that, that's not an involvement with another human being. That's dismissing them. But political correctness, I think, is a cover often for uh, doing something you wouldn't otherwise do, thinking that it's expected of you, but really not being persuaded or careful about the other party anyhow. So I think political correctness really leads to a hardening of attitudes. It doesn't, at the end, truly solve the situation. Mm, Interesting, interesting way of putting that. So instead of political correctness, what should be the driving force of our interrelationship with other people? Well, I think there needs to be more charity. And then, as I've heard lately, more discussion, more airing of something, working it out. And goodness knows the stalemate between the uh, Republicans and the Democrats, not so much in Congress, but between Congress and the administration, I think a lot of that could have been solved or ameliorated by uh, just open discussion. Well, uh, I, I want to make sure that I personally am a politically correct person by being a loving Christian, would you say that love sort of transcends? Would you say that people who love are automatically politically correct? In the truest sense, perhaps. But, you know, it's easy to say love. Even Jesus commended those that love their Father in heaven whom they've never seen. Mm -hmm. That's a hard Mm -hmm. thing. You can't necessarily love people that you either haven't seen or, or don't deal with them. 
But what a Christian is called is to act charitably, as Jesus said elsewhere, to love your fellow man as yourself. That you can do. There you go. You realize that their interest and their stake in in the world that we live in got as much validity as your own. And because we're all creatures of a creator God, once you realize that, it would have to change the public discourse and put a different angle on this PC that we're suffering in. Mm. Very well put. Very well put. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, thank you so much. Let's invite people to the website, libertymagazine.org. is where you can go to listen to the programs and also read the articles. What else can we find at libertymagazine.org, Lincoln? All sorts of good things. News, (laughs) as I say on the TV program, news, news, discussion, analysis, updated information. You should be reading it. It's not everything on religious liberty, but it's a good starter point, and it will give you a template to apply as you, you read and follow the many, many developments on the religious liberty front. LibertyMagazine.org is the website. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Lincoln Steed, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.